Tyson, Brian. Welcome to Nonstop Rock Talk. Today we are joined by legendary Easy Action, Shotgun Messiah, and Zan Clan singer Zinny J Zan. Zinny, welcome. How are you doing? Uh, hi, Tyson. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm uh, I'm doing fine here back in Sweden. Thank you. Very nice. Um, so how th- how are things in Sweden in relation to the COVID pandemic? Well, it's not that good, to be honest. It's uh, It's been a year now, like I think it's been for everyone else and around the world as well. But uh, quite a lot of people are dying. Uh, we don't. We have never had a real close down or anything. But we had had like partly closed downs, like restaurants and and so on, and uh, and uh, universities. Not the not the regular public schools or or, or but but universities. So it's it's been it's been kind of strange because you you don't see a good pattern. You know, either if you close it, you close it or not. But we and we haven't had curfews or anything like that. But then again, we have had a lot of deaths here in Sweden. I think we're per capita we're pretty high. We have, I think we're like around top five uh, if you look in per capita and. If we look at the, the our neighbors like Finland and Norway, they have like five hundred people dead. We have ten thousand, around ten thousand. Oh my God, that's crazy! It's a considerable, considerably amount. Uh, if you're looking at our neighbor countries, right? Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, what yeah. are we in Canada? We're thirty-five, thirty-six million people. I I don't know what our total death toll of the whole country is, but I believe it's it's, it's far below that. I think, I think I'm not I'm not exactly sure. I mean, they're talking about in Toronto now um, of having curfews because our numbers are high again. Uh, we're looking in Ontario, the province of Ontario, which um, is kind of like you know like a, like the states, like kind of we have ten provinces, but. Um, Three to four thousand people a day are testing positive, which is the highest numbers we've had so far. So it's not getting it's not getting any better. So no, and, and to be honest, Tyson, I don't think we will see anything, any kind of improvement until maybe in March. Yeah, because, you know, the not you know you have to remember that this is some kind of flu, and and the flu thing usually starts around November and then, you know, November, December, January, February, and so on and so forth. That's right. And then it kind of goes down again. So I think that we will see high numbers all around the place, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's good that the vaccine is now becoming available, but uh, our understanding is that they've, I think they, the country ordered 70,000 vaccines and it's almost out. And it's going to be a while before they get more. So, like, yeah, and and to think about and to think about that, if you have seventy thousand, that probably I don't know how how your government will act, but but if you have seventy thousand vaccines, you probably will have thirty five thousand that will be vaccinated because they need they will need a second shot as well. Right, right. Uh, so that turns it, you know, that puts it down to thirty five thousand people instead, uh, because they probably they probably will secure that they have the second one so they are good to go, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, for the most part, it's, it's, I mean, it's our healthcare care workers and whatnot that are getting it, which, which I think they should. So slowly, yeah. <laughs> we're slowly yeah. getting through it. We'll make it through. 
It's absolutely crazy. I don't know about you, but I, I you know, I've got kids. My, my, my daughter, you know, she's grown up and, and all that, but my son is like 11 years old. Same age as my son. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So you, you've been having a lot of questions as well, I can imagine, or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, so, so getting to music. Uh, so before we get into the past stuff, let's talk about you right now. Um, I understand your last three albums were Swedish language only releases. Yeah, that, that's that's correct. I I did two thousand and ooh, what was that? Two thousand and thirteen and fourteen. Mm -hmm. uh, two good friends of mine, uh, Chris Laney, uh, and I plays in the band called Pretty Mates, and yep. used to play with SoundCloud. And the guitar player Rob Marcella from Danger Danger. Yeah, uh, they contacted me and wanted to do. Uh, play some Shotgun Messiah songs. Uh, these guys are, you know, crazy Shotgun Messiah uh, supporters. Yeah. And and uh, since they have tried so many times to see if Shotgun Messiah, the original, could get back together, that I said, that, okay, but since you and Sticks, uh, the drummer, uh, is in Sweden, why don't we put something together? And that we did. And uh, we did some festivals with it. And right after that, when I, I was sitting there and trying to, okay, I'm going to do a new album. And uh, I don't know, I, I came to a point where, where, where I thought like every riff, uh, usually I, I usually start, my process was usually starting to find that cool riff and then maybe a good chorus. And I could build around that. Right. But I picked up the guitar for weeks I just had, well, done that, done that. No, that's a rap thing. No, that's a Def Leppard thing. No, that's an Aerosmith thing. <laughs> done that, <laughs> done that. And, and I said, I'm not getting anywhere. And it's, the, the thing is, like, I, I always played the kind of music that I played ever since Easy Action. It's not, you know, it's not that far Easy Action, Shaka Messiah, and Sand Clan. It's kind of the same vein. Yeah. And, but but I, I like a lot of different music. So I thought to myself, and I said, like, okay, fuck it, I'm not getting anywhere with this because I've been, you know, been in the business for 30 years, and I felt like have I lost it totally? I can't write songs. So I, so I told myself, like, okay, take away all the barriers and just sit down with a with, with a guitar, and whatever comes out comes out. And that's what I did. So I didn't start with a riff or anything. So I kind of changed my process of writing. And all of a sudden, these different stuff came up, not as hard as I played before, uh, the songs I wrote before. Uh, so so it's, it's more a rock and roll-based thing. Uh, but at the same time, when these songs came out, it was more of stories, when I, I could write stories for it. And uh, then I thought to myself, I never in my life I have tried my native language. And uh, since I said, okay, if you're going to change some stuff, just you know, throw it all up there and, you know, do it all the, the weird things that you want to do. And I thought to myself, okay, now is the time. I'm turning 50 years old and then, you know. So that's what I did. I, I did a Swedish, I did a native uh, Swedish album, singing in Swedish. Cool. And it got very good reviews and people really liked it here. And uh, then I said to my producer, who's also my, my, my drummer, and I said, okay, let's do a trilogy. Uh, so for three and a half years, we did three albums. 
uh, and it's very well received. And the funny thing these days, right now, I think I got four radio stations in England wow. playing, yeah, playing the latest album, which is in Swedish. And I'm and I'm uh, have become friends with one of the guys from the radio station, and I asked him seriously. How come you play my album? I'm absolutely grateful and happy about it. But how come you play my album in England? I said, like, well, music is universal. I don't care. I don't care what. Of course, I would love to know what you sing about, but it's not that. It's the music and the melodies, Melody. and we love it. Yeah. So, so uh, that's kind of cool. So, so yeah. Cool. So for three years, so for three and a half years now, we've done three albums. And um, it's 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 been an absolutely fun ride, and it's uh, it's been a it's been a good thing for me to do something completely different, so to speak. That's fantastic. But I do understand that you are working on a new English album. Uh, yes. <laughs> the the the, th the thing is now people are getting used to this more. Uh, what would they say? Maybe mature sounding. Uh, I go under my surnames as, as surname Stagman. Yeah, right. That's my that's my true name. Yes. And so, and so this is Stagman was very mature rock and roll, and they they talk when they when they hear it, they're talking about you know kind of a Bruce Springsteen U two ish thing or whatever. Oh, that's cool. And, and and then I thought like, okay, now you think you have me in that place, so now I gotta do something completely different again. Okay. And, and yes, so so what I'm doing right now is I'm. I'm going back to the harder stuff. I'm not saying it's it's not going to sound like San Clan or, or yeah. Shaka Messiah, but I'm but I'm going back to a, a harder thing. And, and and of course, this has been quite some time now since I wrote something uh, for the English audience. Right, and that's what I'm doing right now. Oh, that's awesome! Now that last Zan Clan studio album, uh, which is we are the Zan we are Zan Clan. Uh, who, who the fuck, the fuck are, you? are you? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I think I wore that CD out, to be honest with you. It was so good. There was a live album that followed, but then nothing. What what happened there? Well, that's kind of a funny story. Well, first of all, thank you very much. I'm, I know both me and Chris Lane, we are, we're pretty pr proud of that album. Like we album. thought we, 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 yeah, it, I think it shows we had a great time writing it and and, and um, recording it. Yeah. It was a, it was a joy ride. We it was a, it was like a party in the studio all the time. We took it very seriously, but but we we, we wanted to keep, we wanted to have that to feel that this this is good time rock and roll, and this yeah. is so it's really nice to hear that you really like the album uh, and yeah, sometimes we had we had a good we had a good. Um, we had a good run, yeah. uh, not in the U.S. because everything had at that time. This I think we're talking about 2005 up to 2007 or eight. Yeah, uh, it was pretty dead with the with the with the rock or the metal thing uh, in the U.S. So, but we we we, um, we were uh, we were playing together. We were open up for White Snake, Queensrÿche, this and that, and did festivals. And everything worked out pretty fine. Uh, but then two other guys, uh, the bass player and the ligatory, there is Pontus, they wanted to try out um, one thing with a friend of ours doing the Eurovision thing. Right. Uh, and I, I don't think, you know, having people in the, in, in the band during the Eurovision stuff 
Well, we have an album out called We, we Are Sound Clan. Who the fuck are you? You know, <laughs> good point. It doesn't really, yeah. it doesn't really work. I, I, I want, you know, the things that I do, I want them to be dead honest. Right. And, and, may, and, may, and maybe I'm strange in that way, but I thought, that, hey, guys, you, you can't do this. And they said, well, this is a big TV thing, this and that. And I said, well, uh, you do it, you're out of the band. And so that's what we did. Uh, they were out of the band and we took in two other people. Uh, and we started the next album. But oh, halfway, okay. th- yeah, but halfway through that, uh, Chris uh, had uh, had a shot at the solo deal. So he said, what do you say? And I said, well, go for it, Chris. He's, he, you know, he's younger than me and everything. And I said, you know, take this. If you want to take some songs from it, you do that. And I go, go away thinking, oh, what, what will be my next move, so to speak. So it turned out that two or three, uh, two or three of the songs uh, for the next SoundCloud album ended up on Chris Laney's album. Oh, okay. I have that album, actually, I believe. I have that yeah. yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to look at those credits. That's cool. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think three or three or four songs there. Awesome. Now it's funny because there was a, a first Zan Clan album, which was Citizens of Wasteland. Yes. Which was two thousand nineteen ninety four, uh, and then it should be called Zan in the Wasteland. I think. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> It was it was a very bad time for me. You know, I had a, I I got a, I had a, a disease. I got a disease called Crohn's syndrome. I don't know if you know what that is. Oh yes, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So I I was I was uh, thrown in with that one, and then I got a divorce. My father died, and my sister got cancer, and I was pretty fucked up myself. Oh no, damn. So so tr- trying to do that album. Uh, there were some good ideas on that album, but that album, it, it's 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 poorly produced, it's poorly recorded, and it's uh, wow. It, that, that that's an album I want to to to, to want them to want it to be lost. To be honest, I have I have not listened to it in a long time. I don't think I can't, uh, I can't remember. I mean, I just, I just have it here, but I'm not surprised to be honest. <laughs> um, well, that's funny. And then I mean, of course, you had. Uh, your so your first solo album was released in what yeah, my first English solo album, yeah. yeah, City Boy Blues. Yeah, and that was two thousand three, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, two thousand two or two thousand three. So uh, that was like a year or two years before uh, we we formed Zan Clan again with, with Chris Lane in this time. Yeah. Yes, I actually believe I have a Zan Clan T-shirt somewhere. Oh yeah, we have we have that Zan Clan. We are signing. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, that was the one I have with the three quarter cut sleeve. I have to. I have a yeah. bin full of rock t shirts. I'm sure it's in there. Okay, somewhere. there you go. Well, I kind of, I kind of didn't want to wear it anymore because I wanted to kind of keep it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So now, um, let's go to let's talk about Shotgun Messiah. Um, I I've always found it interesting that you guys were. Kingpin uh, first, and I mean, it's kind of a cool story that you guys had done that Kingpin album in in Sweden and then moved to the States, and I actually just got that Kingpin album. I hunted it down this, this year, because, okay. yeah, and I was like, you know what, I'd really like to have that, because I have the Shotgun Messiah album, and then, so I put it on, and now my question was, is it 
Was it the exact same album when it became no. Shop Bump? No, it wasn't, eh? Uh, no, uh, it, it almost was, but but a few things were changed uh, on this Kingpin. When, you, when the, this, for starters, uh, the first one that, that comes to mind. This is like thirty years since we yeah. since we recorded those. But the, the, the song shouted out, right? Uh, on on uh, on the Shotgun Messiah album, it starts with Tim screaming, scream, screaming guitar. That's right. Okay. And uh, on the Kingpin album, uh, the original is is uh, fuck you, and then we start the song. Oh, but okay. the U.S. said, no, 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 there's no way we cannot sell the album if you're going to shout fuck you in the beginning. Uh, so so that was changed. Right. And that, then it's the producing. The, the, the producing is different. Yeah, Matt J. Olson produced the Kingpin album, and then it's... Yeah. Right. Huh. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It... And, and, this, and this Matt Olauson, who produced the Kingpin album, he used to be the keyboard player for Ingram Armstead. Oh, did he? Okay. Um, yeah. Like Eclipse era, or do you remember what era that was? Oh. I always <laughs> like to hear about Ingram. <laughs> That's what. And they changed the track listing too a little bit. I believe. Yeah. Right. They changed yeah. the track listing. Yeah. And, and, the, uh, and the same, the same with the ending, the ending uh, of the Shotgun Messiah album. Uh, well, I I took a, did a little tribute from from Queen and and, and took this uh, the beginning of a Queen song called Bright on Rock, and I screamed over that. We got, I, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna die down Decadence Drive. That's how the the Shaka Messiah albums uh, ends. But with the Kingpin, it's a it's a menuet played on a piano uh, with Mamato Lars I was playing. Yeah, but we sampled in this "fuck you," so it's a "fuck you" man. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and that, of course, was taken away from the album as well. So, when you guys, when when the band moved to LA, were you still using the Kingpin name, or did you guys decide to go to LA and you were going to change the name? I I I took the, uh, the the album was made. I took the album over to the US. Right. I I was uh, shopping around, uh, and I. Got I got five different record companies that were interested, and after fourteen days, I went back to Sweden again, and then we started negotiating. And uh, the one that came to the, the one that really, really wanted us that bad, what, what was uh, Relativity Records, right. and also due to the fact that they were the only one that could promise us to relocate us to the U.S. Uh, and why was that important? Well. Uh, when new bands were coming up back then, like, like uh, it was Extreme, it was Warren, Skid Row, and so on and so forth. Right. If we're going to try to compete with them, we need to be in that country. We can't just go to the US and, and do three weeks of, the, of playing and then go back to Sweden and wait and see what happens. So, so we really wanted to have this, let's move over there. And Relativity Records said, well, we can do that. And uh, that's why we went for them because they really, they really believed in us. So, so that was really good—a a good record company. Yeah, and and I mean, to this day, you see people um, still talk about that first Shotgun Messiah album. And I, I know on Facebook myself, someone was someone posted about Kingpin and had that album cover, and I said, "Well, you know what? I actually have that, uh, have that version." And they're like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And, and then the comments were just, "That's such a great album," you know. And then over and over again, so. 
and I always felt always felt it was. I re- I recall I got the tape probably eighty nine ninety. Um, okay, I think okay. it was through one of those record clubs, right? Uh, you know yeah. where you order thirteen albums, yeah. and, you know, like whatnot, and then uh, I remember I played it quite a bit, and then this this vinyl that I've actually got that I have actually still I've opened it and played it, but it actually still has the plastic on it, and uh, it's still got the um, what do you call it? The stencil. Oh, oh this little nice thing. <laughs> yeah, that little stencil that. Yeah. Uh, you could use, you could paint on whatever, which was cool, and it's still perfectly intact. Yeah, that was also the thing with the U with the US thing. Um, when we say that that we want to do this internet, we say, well, that is to, to uh, encourage youngster to to uh, to do graffiti. Yeah, and we said, no, 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 it's on the jeans jacket or whatever. Yeah, and they said, no, well, we can't put that in, and we said, yes, you have to. And it's like, we don't know if we want to do the other stuff. Well, we're not attaching a spray can, so, you know, come on. <laughs> uh, so, so we had to, we had, to be honest, we had to fight about for that one, but, but I think it was a good one, thing to do. Oh, I think it is, too. I mean, I don't think I'll ever use it, but back then I probably would have. Like, especially, I mean, myself as a, as a guitar player, I probably would have taken that and, and you know, like put it on a guitar, spray painted it on a guitar case or something like that. You know what I mean? Just like Tim and Harry did. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, so after the album, that version, relatively, when that came out, I would assume you, the band toured extensively? Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, we, we toured quite frequently. And, um, and we started after the first, the first leg of the tour, we started out in Dallas to be honest. And then that for the first time for four Swedes and we come into this kind of a dance hall thing. It was, re- it was really big. Yeah. It was a lot of cowboys. And we go like, what the hell? How is this going to come down? Uh, but, it, but it worked out really fine. I, I don't think, I don't think we had any incidents anywhere uh, back in those days. We even pre- played, we even played Bronx. Uh, I think they had Lamours in Bronx or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, it was it was never it was never difficult to play in the U.S. You always had very nice audience, cool audience, and they that we you, you could tell they really love the music and they and they know the music in a different way than they do maybe in Europe. Right, and that's what we liked quite a lot with it. And we were we were also on our way over to Canada, but for some reason that got. Uh, that got cancelled uh, and then we continued in the US for the second leg as well but but yeah we did a lot of touring and, and that album that you're holding there yeah, it was on the top and top bill back in those days the top billboard was all the music you know now, yeah. now you have the top billboard hard rock or whatever but back then it was billboard sold albums no matter if it was, was uh, Tony Braxton or Michael Jackson or, or Van Halen or whatever yeah and that album was top 200 for almost half a year really wow that's amazing yeah. that's fantastic yeah so I think 25 weeks in the top 200 wow that's amazing now the picture that appears on the back of the album with the guitar and the cigarettes and the handcuffs and the bullets was that was that kind of a staged thing where they wanted all that on there or do you know much about that back cover yeah it, it, it was us 
uh, we wanted. We, we said, okay, uh, we have the cover. Uh, the only thing we didn't like with the front cover, we love the front cover thing. Yeah. But yeah. we we all we always told Relativity Records, don't play on our Swedish heritage. Uh, but they just couldn't help it, so it's blue and yellowish. <laughs> on the, right. So, so, so they try to do it, you know, as little Subtly. as possible. But you know, but yeah. we we said, okay, so what what are we? And that's what we wanted to do in the back. Uh, so. so this metal thing, it's it's kind of a T-shirt that sticks more. Yeah, yeah, I see that there. Yeah, yeah. straight in the, the and top then, left And then since we were called, called Shaka Messiah, we had this bullet with our names on it, right? Yeah. Oh, so I didn't notice that. I never noticed that. Your names are yeah. on there. That's yeah. So, so we, 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 we did a lot of stuff around the shotgun thing. So the, that, there we got bullets with our name. And we also did a photo session where we had pennies on our eyes. Uh, which, which you did when when you shot people in the west, you know, by, back in the wild west. But but yeah, the, the we 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 staged the whole band staged the back cover uh, uh, to see okay what what are we all about? And it was yeah. you know booze, cigarettes. And I see that Winston's and Corona, and that's awesome. Yeah. Now who who brought out the track titles? I think that is if I'm not. Reminding myself, it's either Tim or Harry, but I think it's Tim. That's cool, man. It could be Harry. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure. You know what? I that's think, a, I think that's that's a really great conversation piece. Yeah, and then and the, and the guy there, you have you should have a guy there with, with uh, a draw guy, right? Yep, a draw. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's right yeah, beside the that, shirt. That's that's Harry, the shotgun messiah, according <laughs> to Harry. Yeah. Okay, so, gotcha. so, so Harry did that one. Yeah, and is that a U.S. flag in the top right? Yeah, I guess it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, that's cool that you guys included that on there, too. That's interesting. Yeah, but, you know, again, we always saluted the U.S. since you gave us, the, you know, they gave us the chance. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Now, now there's a tape on here that's got yeah. relatively records says Shotgun Messiah. Is, was that... Was that an actual tape or was that a, a yeah? Decoy? It was. Yeah. It was an actual cassette. Okay. When it was the music of the album on it, it wasn't just like a decoy of they just put a label. No, no, on. Not, not a decoy at all. It, it was actually the, the 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 cassette. That's cool. And then there's a picture of you guys on the guitar as well. A little picture, which is cool. Yeah. And a set of keys. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot on here. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It is. Yeah, it's very cool. That would be cool to have in a poster. I'm surprised they never did that. That's cool. It's very cool. So, so then, so we moved to, to after. So you left the band, or I, I'm not exactly sure exactly what happened. Did you, were you guys working on a second album? Oh, yeah. Uh, what happened was that we continued touring in the 1990s then into the 90s. We started, we started the touring in 1989. Right. Uh, we had, we had a break. We had the Christmas show in, in Hollywood when we came home at the Roxy. Uh, and then we had a few days off and then we were off to Cincinnati to start again, January 3rd, 1990. And that we did, but we didn't come that far because I think January 18th, my birthday, oh, wow. uh, well, which, which is coming up. 
Yeah, which is coming up. Yeah, happy birthday. Stakes, st- stakes went up. To, um, we were out in, we were out outside of New York. We were in Saratoga Springs. It's called right, and that's uh, you know it's just kind of a ski resort as well. And I'm I used to be a, a heavy ski a skier, so I wanted to go out skiing. And the record company said no, no one in the band can go ski due to the fact if someone breaks the hand, finger, whatever, the tour is over. And I said, okay, but, you know, I'm the singer, so, you know, I will not break my neck, so can I please go out skiing? Yeah. And then they said, yeah, they said, yeah, you can do it, but no one else. And then I said, okay, and that's not, it's kind of a bummer, you know, against the other guys. Yeah. So I said, okay, fuck it, I will not. Yeah. All of a sudden, Sticks is gone, our drummer. So he went with the T-shirt guys and a couple of other guys skiing. Oh, no. And the, yeah. And the, the, the best thing of skiing in their minds was after every, every, down, uh, you know, every, every time you come down from the mountain, you had a Jägermeister. Nice. And then you go up again and another Jägermeister, which ended up that Sticks fell drunk as a skunk, broke his arm. Oh, no. Yeah. So so uh, we did a show in Saratoga Springs. We could only that was the last gig we ever did together as the original. Yeah. Uh, and we we I think we managed five or six songs. Sticks was playing with one hand only. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then we went back then. So then we went back to to Hollywood again, where we lived. Yeah. And uh, we were starting writing songs. Uh, for some reason, uh, Tim sat a lot of, with himself writing songs. Harry came up to me a few times writing with together with me. And uh, all of a sudden that stopped and uh, it was kind of a bad vibe. I don't know what happened, uh, but but it, it, it was not a very, it was kind of a, what should I say? Tim and Harry were in and me and Sticks were in. Yeah. It was kind of a, I don't know what happened. Yeah. But but the, the, the thing is like, we we always, you know, we breathe, eat, think, Shaka Messiah all the time. And when we came back home, I don't know what, something went south there. Yeah. So I think that they, I know that Tim wasn't too happy with me. Uh, and uh, I was kind of, I, I didn't know what kind of direction his music that he was writing were going. Yeah. Uh, but so we, you know, we sat down and uh, then uh, Tim and Harry and Sticks said, okay, uh, we want you out of the band. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I have looked for other things as well because I didn't know what's going to happen with the band because I, you know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden everything was closed around it. So, so and uh, so that was it. Uh, and then the record company tried to to patch things up, uh, but of course, you know, they had me out for dinner a couple of times, and they said, "Go back and tell them that you're sorry." And I said, well, "What should I be sorry about? If I don't know what I've done, I don't know what to be sorry about." Yeah. And I said, "I think that th- I think that because I know that Tim has been taking singing lessons, right?" Uh, and then I said, "I think Tim wants to do, to do the singing," and you know, and that was the case. Yeah. So so. Uh, Without further, we you know we had that sitting. That was it. There was one time we had that sitting, and uh, wow. 
then uh, it was a quiz. And uh, since then, I haven't spoken to Tim uh, since 1990, so it's 30 years. That's crazy. You know, Six and I, we, we see each other every yeah. now and then. Yeah, because uh, you guys did the shotgun thing. And... Yeah, exactly. And and Harry and I are on terms. We are, we are speaking, and, you know, every now and then. Not every day, but, right. but you know, but once a month, you know, to see how's the family, how are you doing, That's this cool. and that. And the thought so, but but me and Tim we haven't spoken since nineteen ninety. But is no. Tim Tim still living here, isn't he? Because he's been. Oh in, yeah, oh, yeah. He's he's still in. No, I, don't, I don't know where I, I don't know where in the U.S. he is right now. I, I know he lived in Seattle for a while. But I think he lives in California. I don't know. Yeah, because he was uh, he was. But in, after I, I kind of lost track after the Manson thing with him. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't seen anything about him uh, recently. Now they've. They've come out and said there may be a reunion of some sort. Yeah, that, yeah. I think again, uh, I, I I don't have any insight, but that's that's what I heard, and I thought that was, I thought that was the big thing that was coming out twenty twenty, but uh, COVID nineteen beat them. Yeah. I think that was the case because I heard, and even some things were coming out. That, that that they were getting back together again, and all of a sudden everything died again, yeah. right? Right when COVID nineteen. So I think they have something. It's it's you know I I I don't ask Harry about it when we talk because if he want to talk about it, he will. He'll if he doesn't want to talk about it, he's a very private person, and I and uh, I salute him for that. And uh, I never ask any shotgun things or anything like that, or or you know. We rarely talk. Well, we talk about old memories, and we talk about the the the, the fun time we had, and the and the great time we had because we were the only band out of Sweden that really made it in, in that kind of way and yeah. with ourselves. So, so you know, it, you know, and we were young and we were you know hungry with it. So it, you know, we had an absolutely great time together. Yeah. Uh, so we talk about that, but but with the reunion thing. He hasn't said a word, and I haven't asked him either. But but I I had a, a, absolutely a strong feeling that that they were gonna go back together again and do something, yeah, which that, I think would be cool. That would be cool. Um, I mean, there's there's a few confusing things about Shotgun Missile because all three, like you've got the first album with you, the second one Tim becomes the singer. It's still kind of you know it's a more punky sound, but it's still in that same vein. And then the third album, which was for me, it totally alienated me as a fan because I was like, I don't get this. This is way uh, left field, uh, right? So uh, uh, it was just one of those things, right? But but at the same time, the music was changing too, right? So I think yeah, they, yeah, the music was changing. And I believe I should not credit because I don't know who, who's the credit for, but I think that's the way, at least I know Tim wanted to go. Mm -hmm. and the more industrial stuff because I know he was very much into that right. uh, quite early and, and uh, as you said uh, times were changing uh, and um, so, so but um, you know I thought also that that um, Second Coming was an absolute great album I agree uh, I, th I think it was too I, I mean I have I actually have that on vinyl too yeah which yeah, was it's, I think it was an absolute great album the, the third album to be honest, I didn't. I didn't really understand. I never been kind of an industrial Me guy either. either. So, so but but then I heard some demos, and the demoing is more like a rock and roll stuff. Oh. And then I get the songs. I get the songs a lot more 
but 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 the, the the end product, so to speak. But they, I think they were working with Sankan, that's a guy in Sweden, right? Who's known for the industrial stuff, and uh, I think that they wanted to go that way with him. So so that's what they did. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. So, so I I can understand. I said, and and that often when you when you see these things around Shaka Masai, it's it's two things. It's either is is Sinner the greatest greatest singer than Tim, or is Tim the greater singer than me? And or the first album sucked, or no, I love the first album most, or and so on. So it's a, I think you had these divided with the things just due to the fact that all three albums was kind of different. Yeah, I, I mean, my honest feeling on it is I love the first two. I love them both. I like them both because the music's really good. I really enjoy it. I don't think I've what was it called? New Violent Breed, I think. Is that what it was? Violent New Breed, yeah. Violent New Breed. So I, I think I heard a couple tracks off it, and it's just, I'm not an industrial guy, so it wasn't my thing, right? So I can't comment on the fact whether I would like it now or I'd have to go back and listen no. to it. So. And, and, and back then, and I would say it's probably the same now, but, but as you say, when you're moving from where you came from and into the industrial thing, your, your, your supporters get kind of, you know, what is this? Where are you? Where are you at? Are you industrial all of a sudden? So, so that, let's say, the glam rock or sleaze rock or the rock audience, yeah, they feel like, well, they go in industrial and get, get kind of alienated from the band, while the industrial people go like, well, that was kind of a glam band, right? What's yeah. this? Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know. I don't know if these if these transitions. Uh, in my mind, anyway, uh, I would rather change the name of the band instead. Uh, it's the same with Motley Crue. I you was know, just going to say that. To be honest, I absolutely love the album with John Corabi. Me too. I think I think it's a fantastic album. But if that album had come out with another band and not Motley Crue, I think that album would have been an absolute hit. Yes. But 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 since all of a sudden this was the new Motley Crue's kind of thing, it's like Pete, you know, the audience go like, no, this is this this is not it. This is not the crew I know. And the people that love the heavier kind of music, they go like Motley Crue trying to be this. Well, no, thank you. Uh, I think it's 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 a tough one to do. Yeah, and I agree. And and I I still think that Hooligans Holiday was. I remember the first time hearing it on the radio before the album came out and thought, wow, that's, that was my first um, reaction to it. I thought, wow, this is a great song. But I also knew of John Karabi from The Scream, and I had, when he got the gig, I went out and bought that Scream album so that I could familiarize myself with what Motley Crue was doing because I'm, I'm a huge Motley Crue fan, right? Yeah. So, but that's history now, right? Now I wanted to ask you: Has speaking of Harry, has he played guitar on anything since Shotgun Messiah? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he's a very very private guy, uh, but he's been he's been playing with them. Um, he's been doing at least two albums with on oh, now now. Let's see what's his name now. Um. The solo guy, very uh, strange music. Okay. Uh, very oh god, 
why do I, why, why did I lose that now? Why did I lose that? Tom Waits. Tom Waits, really? Yes, Tom Waits. Wow, that that yeah. was totally in left field. You didn't see that one coming. I right? did not see that one coming. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Me, neither did I when I heard about it the first time, but it, I think it's way cool. That uh, is cool. So, yeah. So I, I don't know if it, if it's uh, Harry or Harry's wife that knows Tom Waits since before. So and since Harry is such a great guitar player, uh, Tom Waits asked him. So he's he's playing on a couple of couple of songs on, i think on two albums right and then he also played uh, i think he played guitar also on uh, i don't know if you're familiar with a great bass player called Stuart ham yeah Stuart ham yeah played with joe yeah, so he played a couple of songs there i think steve i did too wow uh, so i think steve i and harry played on that album that's uh, so that's what i know that he's been doing that's cool. uh, that's cool. uh, but he's you know he's been playing guitar all the time because he had his he had his uh, his firm that he had that made music commercial music for you know for commercials and oh, stuff like that. That's cool. I mean, he I think he didn't get enough recognition. I think people that know him know how good he is, but there wasn't enough um, enough people don't know him. I mean, I remember the first time I heard the Explorer and thought, wow, this is just this is just so cool. Just, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. To, to be honest with you, I I used to play with a phenomenal guitar player called Key Marcello yes, uh, when I had my band Easy Action. And I, I after I left Easy Action, uh, and and I thought like, okay, I'm never going to find a guitar player like that again. Right. And then when when Harry and Tim found me, because they that's what they did. They they they, they heard from from a from a rock magazine and got my number and called me up. That's cool. Uh, one, and I was listening to the music and I loved it. And I said, well, absolutely, let's try out and see if we fit together. And when we were making this album, the Kingpin album, one of the solos when he was doing, I was like, okay, hang on here. I was sitting in the control room. And I go into Harry, he was sitting in a small room. And I said, do you mind if I sit right next to you here while you're doing the solo? And I said, no, absolutely, that's fine, Zinni. But why? Because I want to see what the hell you are doing on that guitar. Because <laughs> so I, cool, you know, never heard anything like this. I have to see what the fuck is he doing. So, so yeah, an absolutely amazing guitar player. And I, and I think the story thing when it comes to I don't know story, but but as you say, he didn't. He has never got the recognition he should have had because no. you know he's absolutely amazing guitar player. But I think it was. You know, a few things. First of all, we came, Shotgun came right before the grunge. Yeah. So if we had had two years maybe to it, so people could really get into and say, okay, that's Shotgun Messiah, that, that's an absolute excellent guitar player and so on and so forth. That could be it. And then again, all these people that, you know, like uh, Mike Varney and the guys that, 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 that you know, Strap always recognize. guys. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they absolutely loved Harry and so on and so forth. But then again, Harry was never, let's say, he wasn't the the person like Ingve or Steve I, or he was never the show off guy. Right. Harry has never been that. Harry, Harry, Harry's a Harry, and he's you know, he, it's it's hard to say being private when you're when you're an entertainer. Yeah. But but Harry was very Harry was never a show off. 
Harry loved playing guitar. He absolutely loves his guitar and music, but he would never be, he would never be a show off. Right. And I think that was the lack of it because in the U.S., uh, people, you know, people that couldn't even play guitar, <laughs> they were acting like absolute rock stars. Yeah. And, and maybe that was a little bit of, of the thing why he didn't get the attention he deserved. I don't know. And due to the fact that this album came out in 89 and, you know, uh, in October 1990, the, the grunge was already there. Yeah, yeah, it was starting to... Uh, but, yeah, but he an amazing guitar player and an amazing, an amazing musician. You know, because, uh, uh, you know, you heard his guitar playing, you heard his songwriting and so on and so forth. But when you see this man working and, and looking at things and he can hear things and he says that, no, let's do it like this because then it's going to sound like that instead. And wow. so he was very, very clever. Wow. That's amazing. And I mean, like you said, and you, I, for, it wasn't that I, I um, was taking anything away from Key Marcello because I mean, he's amazing too. And um, I mean, I love the stuff he did on the Europe stuff and his solo stuff now too is pretty, is really impressive from what I've seen. So two great guitar yeah. players, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, is, he is a really good guitar player. But, but again, Harry's, uh, <laughs> Harry's really something else. Like, and and I mean, then you put Rob Martello into the equation as well, and you've worked with him as well. And, and, yeah. and uh, I, I mean, I've, I've got to hang out with Rob when he was in Danger Danger, and he's just, he's just a fantastic person as well as a great guitar player. So. Yeah, he's, he's he's the nicest guy, absolutely. And 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 when it comes to the shotgun stuff, if anyone could pull off to do what Harry did, yeah, it, it would be Rob. Yeah, and he and he did it excellent, absolutely excellent. Because you know, sometimes uh, he, Rob just looked at me and said. It's just the way Harry played it. And I said, God, I don't know. Don't ask me. Listen to the albums. <laughs> and he go like, but this, this is crazy. I have a hard time doing this. But, you know. Rob said that? It. Wow. Yeah, but he, he nailed it every show. But he said, that Harry guy is absolutely crazy. So, yeah. So, so Rob also an amazing guitar player. Yeah. So if, any, if anyone's going to pull off the Harry thing, it was him. It was, I, I totally agree with you. It's funny because, I mean, I once said to Rob, I was like, Rob, I love your playing. And he's so humble. He's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, he's yeah, like, thank yeah. you. But he's like, yeah, whatever. It's just what I do. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, but that's, that's absolutely Rob for you. It's totally Rob. It's so funny. So that's awesome. Now, well, Zinni, I, I really want to thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. It was great to sit down and talk to you about all the shotgun and Zan clan and what you're up to. Now. Awesome. My pleasure. My pleasure. Really fun talking to you as well. And, and uh, always great to hear that, you know, this, this album comes up still like 30 yes. plus years. That's something. crazy, right? Which, which is really cool. And that's what, you know, uh, not, 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 not to say what me and Harry are talking about when we are talking, but again, that 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 was a special, it was a special time, and for us, it was a special album as well. Which I guess it was both the other albums for Harry as well, but right. but this one when that was with, uh, so, so it's really cool. It's really cool that that people still still sometimes talks about it, and uh, and that little impression that Shotgun made. Uh, and I know that people have said, you should have been huge and you should have been this. 
I think that Harry, as you said, he should have been recognized as yeah. as a absolute fantastic guitar player. But you know, uh, so, sometimes sometimes life comes uh, and and do some funny stuff. That's right. That's it. I mean, there, I mean, when you you put that into perspective, there were so many bands to compete with, too, right? Oh yes, right. Like in those days, it was absolutely crazy. It was band all everyone everyone should have their own Guns and Roses or Motley Crue or whatever. That's right. There, there was there was tons of bands. Yeah, it was everyone. So uh, it was absolutely a fun time, but it was it was it was great competition. Absolutely, that was everybody had to be great, right? Every night. Oh yeah. oh yeah so that's that's true well great talking to you as well tyson you too, and, uh, ho- hope you don't have either a snow blister or anything like that <laughs> I hope not. my fingers are crossed <laughs> okay okay man well you enjoy the rest of your night yeah same to you man take care okay take care bye Silhouettes, baby